Chapter One of Elsie's Motherhood. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Elsie's Motherhood by Martha Finley. Chapter First. Meantime, a smiling offspring rises round, and mingles both their graces. By degrees, the human blossom blows, and every day soft as it rolls along shows some new charm the father's lustre and the mother's bloom thompson's seasons mamma papa too it was a glad shout of a chorus of young voices as four pairs of little feet came pattering up the avenue into the veranda then as many ruby lips were held up for the morning kiss from the children's dearly loved father they had already had their half-hour with mamma, which made so sweet a beginning of each day. Yet she too must have a liberal share of the eagerly bestowed caresses, while Bruno, a great Newfoundland pet, playfellow, and guardian of the little flock, testified his delight in the scene by leaping about among them, fawning upon one another, and wagging his tail, and uttering again and again a short, joyous bark then followed a merry romp cut short by the ringing of the breakfast bell when all trooped into the house harold riding on papa's shoulder mamma falling with elsie eddie and vi while dinah and baby herbert in her arms brought up the rear the children had been very gay full of laughter and sweet innocent prattle but a sudden hush fell among them when seated about the table in the bright cheerful breakfast parlor little hands were meekly folded and each young head bent reverently over the plate while in a few simple words which all could understand their father gave god thanks for their food and asked his blessing upon it the inn children were never rude even in their play and their table manners were almost perfect made the constant companions of cultivated refined parents whose politeness springing from genuine unselfishness was never laid aside but shone on all occasions into the rich and poor old and young alike and governed with a wise mixture of indulgence and restraint mildness and firmness they imitated the copies set before them and were seldom other than gentle and amiable in their deportment not only toward their superiors but to equals and inferiors also they were never told that children should be seen and not heard but when no guests were present were allowed to talk in moderation a gentle word or look of reproof from mamma or papa being quite sufficient to check any tendency to boisterousness or undue loquacity i think we should celebrate this anniversary elsie remarked mr travilla stirring his coffee and gazing with fond admiration to the sweet face at the opposite end of the table yes sir though we are rather late in thinking of it she answered smilingly the rose deepening slightly on her cheek as delicately rounded and tinted as it had been ten years ago little elsie looked up inquiringly what is it papa i do not remember do you not ten years ago to-day there was a grand wedding at the oaks and your mamma and i were there i too asked eddie yes course eddie spoke up five-year-old violet 
grandpa would invite you and all of us and i believe i remember a little about it me too piped in the baby voice of harold me sat on papa's knee there was a general laugh and the two little prattlers joined in right merrily i really don't remember that part of it harold said papa while we elsie as she was often called by way of distinguishing her from mamma for whom she was named shook her curly head at him with a merry oh you dear little rogue you don't know what you're talking about and mamma remarked vi has perhaps a slight recollection of may allison's wedding but this one at the oaks must have been before i was born said elsie because you said it was ten years ago and i am only nine. Oh, mamma was it your wedding yes daughter shall we invite our friends for this evening edward yes wife suppose we make it a family party inviting only relatives connections and very intimate friends after a little more discussion it was decided that they would do so also that the children should have a full holiday and while their mother was giving orders and overseeing the necessary preparations for the entertainment papa should take them all in the roomy family carriage and drive over to the oaks roselands ashlands and pine grove to give the invitations beside these near friends only the minister and his wife were to be asked but as adelaide and her family were at this time paying a visit to roselands and lucy ross was doing the same at her old home all the younger generations except the mere babies were to be included in the invitation should all accept it would be by no means a small assemblage early hours were named for the sake of the little ones guests to come at six refreshments to be served at eight and the ian children if each would take a nap in the afternoon would be allowed to stay up till nine how delighted they were how the little eyes danced and sparkled and how eagerly they engaged to fulfill the conditions and not to fret or look cross when summoned at nine to leave the drawing-room and to be put to bed oh mamma won't you wear your wedding dress cried little elsie do dear mamma so that we all may see just how you looked when you were married elsie smiled you forget daughter that i am ten years older now and the face cannot be quite the same the years have robbed it of none of its beauty said mr travilla ah love is blind she returned with a blush and a smile as charming as those of her girlhood days and the dress is quite out of date no matter for that it would gratify me as well as the children to see you in it then it shall be worn if it fits or can be altered in season veil and all mamma pleaded elsie it's so beautiful mammy showed it to me only the other day and told me you look so so lovely and she will put the orange blossoms in your hair and on your dress as they were that night for she remembers all about it the children ready dressed for the drive were gathered in a merry group on the veranda eddie astride of bruno waiting for papa and the carriage when a horse came cantering up the avenue and mr horace dinsmore alighted and stepped into their midst oh grandpa what you turn for cried harold in a tone of disappointment we was dust doin to a light ye indeed 
yes grandpa it's an anniversary today exclaimed Fi. and mamma's going to be married over again said eddie no no only to have a party and wear her wedding dress corrected elsie papa good morning cried their mother coming swiftly through the hall i'm so glad always so glad to see you i know it he said pressing a fatherly kiss on the sweet lips then holding her off for an instant to gaze fondly into the fair face and it is ten years to-day since i gave travilla a share in my treasure i was thinking of it as i rode over that you should celebrate this anniversary at your father's house no no dinsmore you must be our guest said travilla coming out and shaking hands cordially with his old friend we have it all arranged a family gathering and elsie to gratify us by wearing her bridal robes do you not agree with me that she would make as lovely a bride to-day as she did ten years ago quite i relinquish my plans for yours and don't let me detain you from these eager children i thank you i will go then as the invitations will be late enough with all the haste we can make the carriage was at the door and in a trice grandpa and papa had helped the little ones in not even baby herbert was left behind but seated on mammy's lap crowed and laughed merrily as the rest ah mamma you come too pleaded the voices as their father took his place beside them can't mammy and aunt dicey and the rest know what to do without you to tell them not this time dears and you know i must make haste to try on the dress and see if it fits oh yes mamma and throwing a shower of kisses they drove off the carriage load of precious jewels elsie said looking after it as it rolled away how the ten years have added to my wealth papa she stood by his side her hand on his arm and the soft sweet eyes lifted to his were full of a content and gladness beyond the power of words to express i thank god every day for my darling's happiness he said low and tenderly and softly smoothing her shining hair ah it is very great and my father's dear love forms no small part of it but come in papa i want to consult you about one or two little matters edward and i rely very much upon your taste and judgment to rosalind's first was mr travilla's order to the coachman the old home of the dinsmores though shown the glory of its grand old trees was again a beautiful place the new house was in every respect a finer one than of its predecessor of a higher style of that architecture more conveniently arranged more tastefully and handsomely furnished lawns gardens and fields had become neat and trim in the days before the war and a double row of young thrifty trees bordered the avenue old mr dinsmore now resided there and gave a home to his two widowed and impoverished daughters mrs louise conley and mrs edna johnson and their families these two aunts loved elsie no better than in earlier years it was gall and wormwood to them to know that they owed all these comforts to her generosity nor could they forgive her that she was more wealthy beautiful lovely and beloved than themselves 
edna was the more bitter and outspoken of the two but even louise seldom treated her niece to anything better than the most distant and frigid politeness in a truly christian spirit elsie returned them pity and compassion because of their widowhood and straitened circumstances invited them to her house and when they came received them with kindness and cordiality her father had grown very fond of her and her children was often at ian and for his sake she occasionally visited roselands adelaide's presence had drawn her there more frequently of late the invitation mr Treville carried was to the grandfather three aunts and their children adelaide and edna were in the drawing-room when the ian carriage drew up at the door there is Travilla, the old scalawag how i hate him elsie too i presume exclaimed the latter glancing from the window i'll leave you to entertain them and she hastily left the room adelaide flashed an indignant look after her and hurried out to meet and welcome the callers mr travilla had alighted and was coming up the steps of the veranda how do you do i'm very glad to see you cried adelaide extending her hand but where's elsie left at home for once he answered gaily but i come this morning merely as her ladyship's messenger but won't you come in you and your children thanks no if you will permit me just to deliver my message and go for i am in haste mrs allison accepted the invitation for herself and the children with evident pleasure engaged that her sisters would do the same then went to the carriage window for a moment's chat with the little ones each of whom held a large place in her warm heart aunt addie said elsie in an undertone mamma's going to wear her wedding dress tonight, veil and all is she why that's an excellent idea but don't tell any one else that you go it will be such a nice surprise to the rest if we can keep it a secret that was a good suggestion of aunt addie's mr travilla remarked as they drove down the avenue suppose we carry it out how many of you can refrain from telling what mamma is to wear to-night how many can i trust to keep a secret all of us papa me papa me i won't tell cried the little voices in chorus yes i believe i can trust you all he answered in his bright cheery way now on to oaks solon and then to pinegrove springbrook and ashlands that will be the last place children as our hurry will then be over you shall get out of the carriage and have a little time to rest before we start home re-entering the house mrs adelson went to the family sitting-room where she found both her sisters and several of the younger members of the household so they have asked for us exclaimed louise in a tone of vexation at such an unreasonable hour too well with a sigh of resignation i suppose we must show ourselves or papa will be displeased so wonderfully fond of elsie he has grown of late as well he may returned adelaide pointedly but elsie is not here nor has any one inquired for you no i presume not interrupted edna with a sneer we are not worth inquiring for indignation kept adelaide silent for a moment she was sorely tempted to administer a severe and cutting rebuke but edna was no longer a child 
and controlling herself she calmly delivered mr travilla's message oh delightful cousin elsie always does give such splendid parties such elegant refreshments cried virginia and isdor conley girls of ten and twelve mamma you'll never think of declining no your grandfather wouldn't like it said louise as anxious as her daughters to enjoy the entertainment yet glad to save her pride by putting her acceptance on the score of pleasing her father and you'll go too and take us mamma won't you anxiously queried molly percival who was between her cousins in age of course i'll go we all want our share of the good things and the pleasure of seeing and being seen answered edna scorning louise's subterfuge if you do dick will promise to make no trouble i'll take you along but bob and betty may stay home i'm not going to be bothered with them babies of five and three but what shall we wear lou but i do say it's real mean of them to give us so short a notice but of course elsie enjoys making me feel my changed circumstances i've no such stock of jewels silks and laces as she nor the full purse that makes it an easy matter for her to order a fresh supply at a moment's warning you have all and more than the occasion calls for remarked adelaide quietly it is to be only a family gathering end of section one